never thought anything like this could happen in America. Never thought it could happen. The only crime that I have committed is to fearlessly defend our nation from those who seek to destroy it. Or our elections were like those of a third world country. And now this massive election interference at a scale never seen before in our country, beginning with the radical left, George Soros-backed prosecutor Alvin Bragg of New York. You want to get President Trump at any cost, and this before he knew anything about me, didn't know a thing about me. He was campaigning. This fake case was brought only to interfere with the upcoming 2024 election, and it should be dropped immediately, immediately. The criminal is the district attorney because he illegally leaked massive amounts of grand jury information, for which he should be prosecuted. And this is where we are right now. I have a Trump-hating judge with a Trump-hating wife and family. Incredibly, we are now a failing nation. We are a nation in decline. And now these radical left lunatics want to interfere with our elections by using law enforcement. With all of this being said, and with a very dark cloud over our beloved country, I have no doubt, nevertheless, that we will make America great again. Donald Trump speaking last night at his Mar-a-Lago resort in Florida following his arrest and arraignment earlier Tuesday in Manhattan, making him, as you well know by now, the first former or, for that matter, current president in the history of our republic to be twice impeached, indicted, arrested, and arraigned. Pleased to be joined now by the president and CEO of the venerable NAACP, Derek Johnson. Mr. President, how are you today, sir? Good afternoon. How are you doing? Or morning, your time. Yeah, morning, my time. How are you today, sir? I'm pretty good. How are you doing? Man, if I complained, I'd be an ingrate. I'm delighted to to be with you in this hour. Uh, a lot to talk about. I should say later in this hour, we're expecting a phone call from Brandon Johnson. Uh, the mayor-elect of the city of Chicago uh, is uh, going to phone in and talk to us for a few minutes while we have the president of the NWCP on the line. Uh, so we'll get to that phone call whenever it comes in uh, in this hour. But I want to commence immediately. Uh, our dialogue with the president, again, of the uh, NAACP president and CEO, uh, Derek Johnson. I don't need to ask um, the, uh, any, any deep question here. You, you you saw what happened yesterday. You heard the clips from Donald Trump uh, last night. Your thoughts, sir, and we'll jump from there. Well, first, I think it, it was overdue that uh, a district attorney somewhere in this country uh, stepped up and, hold, and to hold him accountable. No person should be above the law. Uh, uh, but more importantly, uh, the American people should see that the justice system actually applies to everyone, particularly those who have taken up office to carry out a duty. Uh, and we know this guy uh, is someone who is dangerous, to say the least. And so I commend uh, to the district attorney Bragg for actually having the courage to do what was necessary so that people can see that the law also applies to him and can't wait to see what happens with the district attorney in Georgia. Mm -hmm. Um, There are a number of things to interrogate based on that one response. Let me start with this. When you say uh, you congratulate uh, Alvin Bragg, uh, who's been a guest on this program, we'll have him back as soon as he can uh, get us on his schedule. Um, When you say you thank him for having the courage 
to prosecute Donald Trump. Unpack that word courage in that particular sentence. Why is it courage to your mind? Well, in many ways, you know, we shouldn't be commending someone to do their job. But obviously, you have U.S. attorneys in New York. You have other jurisdictions in this country that know of violations by the former president, and yet no one has pulled the trigger. Mm -hmm. And that is because of political considerations. Well, for someone to say, you know, I have sworn to uphold the rule of law, I'm going to do my job despite any uh, uh, threats, to my life, to my family, to any public attack, I'm going to do my job. You commit an individual for doing so because for some, it takes more courage to do that than others. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, other sec- the second point I want to get to that you've raised already is that Alvin Bragg is, in fact, a DA. He is not a U.S. attorney. He is not a special prosecutor. Uh, he is uh, historic uh, in that he's the first African-American to be the DA in, uh, in Manhattan. Uh, so that's a big deal, along with Eric Adams being an African-American mayor there. Uh, but he is a DA. And there are those who are concerned. I raised this issue with others, but not with the president of the NAACP. So I want to get your take on this. There are those who are concerned that we are now on a slippery slope, uh, that at the local jurisdictional level in the years to come, we will uh, have prosecutors playing partisan politics. There will be Republican DAs uh, in the years to come to go after Joe Biden and perhaps other Democrats because we've begun this process now where even at the local level, at the regional level, um, if you want to bring a case against a former president or, for that matter, a current president, you have the authority to do so. Do you think, sir, we are now on a slippery slope? No, they've always had the authority to do so. If you break the law in a particular jurisdiction, you broke the law. Mm-hmm. The question has been in this scenario, when should this person be brought to account for any actions that has allegedly taken place. And that if his lawyer was prosecuted and also be pled guilty for the same uh, crime scenario, why shouldn't he be brought to justice the same? Mm-hmm. What's ironic here is his lawyer was brought to justice by a U.S. attorney. Mm-hmm. Why did the U.S. attorney office in that same district bring uh, the former president to justice? It is very important to understand the authority and the power of district attorneys across this country. They are the first line of civility in this nation. They determine who gets charged, who's not charged, what charges are brought to bear, and which individuals walk away. That's why you see the over-prosecution of African Americans across this country mm-hmm. and the under-prosecution of those of high wealth. It is high time for us to look at a justice system that's more just and get away from the tropes of partisanship and anything else that people try to put in the air. If you break the law, you should be uh, uh, addressed for your crime. And in this case, absent some miracle, this individual should be brought, uh, case should be brought to him not only in this district, but we, we have to look at what took place in, in the Atlanta during that election cycle as well. We have a, we had a problem with the former president. Not only did white supremacy germinate from the White House, he broke traditional norms around what should be acceptable and not acceptable. Just getting started here uh, in this uh, first hour today with the president and CEO of the NAACP, uh, Derek Johnson. When we come forward, I want to interrogate and probe the point he just made now. 
uh, which is which is correct, obviously, uh, that it was the U.S. Attorney's Office that brought his lawyer to justice, Michael Cohen. He served time, as you well know. So the U.S. Attorney brought uh, Mr. Mr. Trump's lawyer to justice, but it took a, a local D.A. in Manhattan uh, to bring Donald Trump to justice. And the same may be said uh, of Fannie Willis in uh, in Fulton County. So why did the U.S. Attorney not bring Mr. Trump to justice, but indeed brought his lawyer to justice. It's an interesting point. Uh, we'll probe that and a great deal more as we move through this hour with the president of the NAACP, Derek Johnson, who you're listening to right now on KBLA Talk 15. Have a smiley. The conversation continues right now. Right now. Right it now. does indeed with the president and CEO of the NAACP, Derek Johnson, one day after, one day after this historic uh, arrest and arraignment of a former U.S. president, Donald Trump. Uh, you could not have missed this story if you wanted to. Uh, it is uh, international news today, and uh, we're delighted to be in dialogue with the president and CEO, again, of the, the venerable uh, NAACP, who made a powerful point a moment ago uh, that it took the U.S. attorney uh, to uh, bring Mr. Trump's lawyer, Michael Cohen, to, just, to justice, that is, uh, but it took a local DA. Uh, and I might add, might add an African-American D.A. We'll get to that a little bit later, perhaps. Uh, but it took a local D.A. in Manhattan uh, to bring Mr. Trump to justice. Uh, what do you make of that, uh, President Johnson? I think you have an individual who was is not scared of the political winds and the current political realities across this country that's rooted in white supremacy and decided that, if in that same district where five brothers were unjustly charged for raping a white woman in Central Park, this, and it was Trump who was behind that, that if they should be uh, brought to injustice, that the person who instigated that whole scenario uh, in the 80s should be brought to justice. And that's just the reality. If we are in these seats of powers as African Americans after all of the sacrifices to ensure that we could be elected to those seats, and we go in there and do what that was always been done, that we should be in those seats. We should go in there and ensure that, that when we take that oath, that we carry out our duties, and we do so without any discrimination based on individuals' status of life, standing, wealth, or racial makeup. This clearly, um, as we all know, um, this being what happened yesterday, uh, is historic, it is rare, it is unprecedented. Given your critique now of our criminal justice, or as some call it, our criminal injustice system, do you think that what happened yesterday, because there were, there were many people who were suspicious and suspect all along whether or not that day would ever come, where he would be, in fact, brought to justice, and we ain't done yet. As you know, there are four other investigations, which you and I will talk about in a second, um, that could be far more damaging and far more serious for the former president than the one uh, that they uh, caught him on yesterday. Uh, but my question is whether or not, given your critique of the criminal justice system, do you think that yesterday's uh, arrest and arraignment of a former president, obviously a white male, does anything to restore faith in our justice system? It's the beginning of a process, so we'll see how the process play out. Mm -hmm. You know, more importantly, uh, based on news accounts, that uh, there was an investigation, there was evidence gathered, it was presented to a grand jury, the grand jury heard the evidence, and, and after hearing that, they decided to uh, vote to indict 
It's the beginning of the process. Mm-hmm. You know, NAACP, we witnessed, like everyone else in this country, January 6th attack on the Capitol. We witnessed the president do nothing. And when he finally said something some hours later, it wasn't to calm down the terrorist attack on our U.S. Uh, Capitol by treasonous. It was basically to incite. That's why we filed a lawsuit against him immediately following January 6th. If we allow this level of lawlessness to continue, we are all at risk. And for black folks in this country, we know for a fact that when you allow individuals to operate above the law, to commit treason, to allow for domestic terrorism to take place, and no one is held accountable, you only guarantee more acts of domestic terrorism and lawlessness. That's what we fought against during the civil rights movement. That's what we must fight against now. And this person that happened to occupy the White House in the previous administration is a menace to society. Full stop. Yep. Um, I think you and I agree, Mr. President, uh, that um, this uh, arrest uh, and arraignment of Donald Trump yesterday um, signals the beginning, uh, to your point, the beginning of the law catching up to Donald Trump. I'm not so sure that I buy the argument that many have made that this underscores uh, the fact that no person is above the law. It's a phrase we all love to use, that nobody is above the law. I'm not sure that it indicates that. And let, me, let, me just, let me just try my thesis out on you and get your take on it. Um, as I said a moment ago, uh, the indictment, the arrest, the arraignment, and now the prosecution of Donald Trump is historic. It is rare. It is unprecedented. Uh, It is clear that all kinds of folk in this country, for a variety of reasons, and I might add legitimate reasons, uh, wanted to bring Donald Trump to justice. We don't need to even go there. We know the politics on that. And again, underscore the word legitimately. He legitimately needed, I believe, as many other fellow citizens do, to be brought to justice. But let's be clear. He is Donald Trump. And that's why you got five investigations chasing him. Because they are determined to get him, as Malcolm might say, who we quoted earlier uh, in that clip, uh, they're they're determined to get Donald Trump by any means necessary. I, again, underscore the word legitimately. He's earned it. He's asked for it. Uh, You do the crime, you do the time. But clearly they were going to get Donald Trump and they ain't going to stop in these other four cases. So that's Donald Trump. That does not necessarily suggest to me that that with regard to everybody else, white males included, that this incident yesterday, the happenings of yesterday, means that no person is above the law. I'm not sure I buy that. Do you take my point? No, I, I agree with you there. I mean, to be clear, money speaks in this country. Yes. And the higher wealth you are, the more you know how to maneuver the system and manipulate the outcome. The whiter you are with high wealth, you're even better at it. And so that's just the reality of this country. It's an unfortunate reality. The poorer you are, the more likely you are stuck in jail. You would not have gotten released on your own retirement so you can get into your entourage to get on your private plane to go back to Mar-a-Lago and get on a microphone and make all type of, of, of false claims. That's not a big, that's not someone that's operating within the law. That's someone who's operating with a level of entitlement. Mm-hmm. That's absolutely true. I agree with you. But we have to start this process so that we can right-size what has been out of whack for centuries. Mm-hmm. And, and for centuries, white men have operated with a level of impunity against everyone else causing harm. And at some point that when you have an elected officials like 
District Attorney Bragg says in place, he cannot afford to do what has always been done. He must uphold his what he uh, what he swore to do and do his job. Yep. Yeah, I, I want to believe that just because we are again at the beginning of the law catching up to Mr. Trump, that that means that all the rest of us who happen to have melanin in our skin uh, are now a part of a system that's going to be fair and just and balanced and righteous. Uh, I'm not sure I buy it just because they got him because they were determined no, to get him. Not. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> that's that's yeah, my only, it's, that, it's no. yeah, that, that's my only point. Yeah. No, no. The, the system will be how fair, just. It becomes is based on those who take it as their responsibility to create that reality. And that can go either way. I grew up in Detroit. I grew up in the blackest city in America. Oh, yeah. And as a result of growing up in the blackest city of America, I've seen unjust stuff happen black on black. Mm-hmm. So that, so the, but the issue is the system is going to be, it is for us to make sure the system reflects the level of integrity we think it should or if we become too lax, it turns out to be what it's going to be. Yeah. Um, let me ask this right quick. I'm looking at my clock here. I've got news, traffic, and sports in, in about three minutes. Let me try to get a couple of things out right quick, and we'll continue, of course, on the other side for the rest of the hour. Um, broadly speaking, what is your your take? What's your, your, uh, your read of the Republican response at the moment to what happened yesterday, or lack thereof? Cowardly. Mm. Absolutely cowardly. Mm. You know, many of them who immediately, uh, uh, who were speaking private about how he's a problem, several of them who spoke out against him after January 6th only to reverse course, they are cowardly. That is no longer a Republican Party. It is a party that is beholden to him and the reaction that they fear he may have in terms of their, their base. Unfortunately, the Republican Party, they're running out of white people. Mm. And as a result of that, they start campaigning and operating to the lowest uh, common denominator and fear-mongering. And as a result, we have some of the most uh, vicious individuals who are now populating the party, controlling the masses of their vote, that individuals who are who normally of, of, of reasonable minds cannot operate because they are in fear. They're paralyzed. And it's unfortunate, yeah. absolutely unfortunate. If any of them had committed much of what he did, a number of them would actually have already been uh, taken out of office and or convicted. Yeah. Um, as I watched Donald Trump at that podium last night at Mar-a-Lago speaking to that crowd and watched the cheering and the enthusiasm and all of that, um, my mind went to Senator Lindsey Graham's comment that this indictment, arrest and arraignment and now prosecution of Donald Trump all but ensures this is Lindsey Graham all but ensures that he is going to be the nominee for the party in 2024 in 60 seconds how do you respond to Lindsey Graham's assertion which would mean it all but ensures that he will lose at the general election Oh, all right, that was that was succinct. I take it. Lindsey Graham says uh, it ensures that he will be the nominee, and President Derek Johnson of the NAACP says it all but ensures that he will then lose the general election. We shall see how all this plays out uh, a half hour to go uh, as we continue our conversation in this first hour with the president and CEO of the NAACP on the day after the uh, arrest and arraignment of the 45th president of these United States. You are listening to KBLA Talk 1580, and we're glad about it. 